Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. J.P. Fred. Just call me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the opportunity to speak, teach, and perform for audiences all across the United States. Side note. I'm also a professional comedy entertainer. For the last 40 plus years, I have been in the business and educational worlds and self-employed for most of those as well. I am the published author of both fiction and nonfiction books, and I have had the pure pleasure of mentoring hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. So yeah, I've accomplished some things, but I've also had some failures. I've had setbacks. And I can tell you, I've also experienced true loss. It's through all of that, the good and the bad, that I have learned. After all, I've earned every one of these gray hairs I've got. So, it is those experiences, my education, and my creativity that I use to try to communicate with you, to help you, and to encourage you to change and shift your impossible to possible. Side note, and a disclaimer, I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need that particular help, please do consult a local professional. So grab a coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat. This is Coffee with Keith. Hello, my dear friend, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. Glad you're here today for a topic that is, I think, needed, but it's also one that um, can be kind of volatile. It's one that, especially in evangelical circles, which I do belong, I am an evangelical Christian. I believe in the scriptures. I believe in Jesus, and Jesus is the way to the Father. So I believe all that, but I also believe that there are differences of perspective and differences of interpretation, and especially around this particular topic that's often a very hotbed of topic for evangelical Christians, and that is the LGBTQ community. And today, I just really want to talk about how to heal as an LGBTQ evangelical Christian. And yes, I think there is such a thing. 
I believe that you can be, and I'm just going to, just so I don't have to keep saying LBGTQ plus, I'm just going to say gay. Okay. So just understand that that's an all encompassing word I'm going to use for this podcast. There's no disrespect. There's no, nothing like that. I just, it's just going to be easier for me to say that during this podcast. But I want to just say that I do believe that a person can be gay and be a Christian. There are a lot of people who don't believe that. And they particularly use what is often referred to as the six or seven, depending on who you talk to, clobber verses, six or seven verses in Scripture that they use to say and back up that belief. Now, I'm not going to go into the hermeneutics of that today because um, that's a whole big thing itself. It's a whole big process, and uh, believe me, I have spent many, many hours working with, researching with the original text around these verses, and I've come to my own conclusions, and I will share those freely with anybody who wants to hear them, but I'm not going to do that now. The reason for this particular podcast is just simply to talk to you if you are one of these folks, an LGBT LGBTQ plus person who loves God, who believes in God, and perhaps was raised in the Christian church, even in an evangelical church. And maybe because of that, you have been hurt many times. You know, I get it. I, I, I've heard it. I, I've, I've heard the mean comments. Um, even when I try to post something loving and supportive to you, I get that feedback. I get those negative comments. I get those personal attacks. So, you know, I'm just posting a, a support on a social media and I get it. So I, I understand. And I have worked with a lot of people within the community for over 30 years, a ton of people actually. And so I have sat at the table and heard the pain. I have heard the questions. I have, I have, um, mentored. I have coached people through that process. So um, this is not something that's new to me. So I want you to know that, first of all, that I love you and that um, I, I believe God loves you. But I also know that sometimes that as such, you need to heal. And today, I just want to share with you some things that I want to encourage you to think about and do in your personal healing. And I'm going to do that by one of the techniques I often use, and it's an acrostic. I'm going to use the word identity as the jump-off place for us in this podcast, the word identity. So if you just want to write this down on a vertical, on a, a vertically on a piece of paper, I'm going to give you some things to think about, dear friend of mine. And as I often say... Uh, you know, I'm a misfit Christian. So I would say probably if you're part of this community, you probably consider yourself a misfit Christian. And that's okay. All right. So the word is identity. So listen to me, if you will, about these particular suggestions. The first is this. I invite God into your healing. Invite God into your healing. God loves you. God created you. God made you. God is there for you. God has not turned his back on you. And no matter what anybody else tells you, nothing can separate you from the love 
of God. And God is there to love all over you. God is there to share his grace with you. God is there to help you. God is there to encourage you. God is there to offer you healing. So tap into God. Invite God into your healing. Ask him to help you. And I'm not saying you're asking him to change you. That's not all what I'm saying. I am saying invite God into the healing, the getting okay to the part of of, of life where you begin to feel happy and joyful and content and good enough. That's what I'm saying. Invite God into that. The second thing is the D. Detox the negativity and the shame that you've heard. Detox it. Get it out. Throw it away. Push it away. Don't own that. Because I can assure you there are people that want to be there for you, to hug you, and to support you, and to love you. More importantly, God, again, is there for you. So detox the negative. Detox the shame. Get it out of you. Don't own it. The third thing, the E, enroll purposeful support. Enroll purposeful support. And the key word there, well, key words, purposeful and support. That word purposeful is very important. And I often talk about in my teaching the need for an inner circle. We need those people who are there to understand us, to love us, to challenge us, to encourage us, to hold us accountable. And if you are a person that is in this LGBTQ plus community, you need to purposefully, selectively, carefully find your support. You cannot be an island. And I will tell you that there are people within the evangelical church that can be that for you. Now, one of the things that that I often see is that when people become when people come out or people accept or people let it be known that they are gay or they're part of the community, one of two things often happens. Either they leave the faith completely or they become what we call progressive Christians, which is a progressive theology, which is uh, anything goes oftentimes theology. And, you know, if that's the way you choose to go, that then that's the way you choose to go. But I believe as an evangelical Christian, as a Bible-believing Christian, as a Jesus-only Christian, that there is still room for you at that table. And I believe that I'm not alone in that. I believe that although we might be the minority, there are those of us who believe as evangelical Christians that there's a place for you, my dear friend, at the table. So, I want you to I want to encourage you to enroll purposeful support from wherever you can get it. But do be careful where it comes from, especially if you're a Christian, especially if you want that relationship with God. Because there are people who will support you but will encourage you 
to leave God. And boy, I don't want to see that happen to you. I really don't. I've seen it too many times. All right, what about the T? Take trauma seriously. A lot of times I have worked with people that felt that they, you know, they became comfortable with who they were and they thought that their life was going okay and they they had dealt with things. But yet there are times when they would wake up in the middle of the night with sweats. Or there were times when they would feel bad for some reason or they would enter this season of depression and they I really didn't know why. And sometimes it's taken counseling with a licensed therapist. Sometimes it's just been talking with me as a coach or a mentor. That they've come to realize that there was trauma there that they didn't even realize they had. Don't try to sweep that under the rug. Understand and take seriously that if you're a person, especially that's been raised in the evangelical church, that there's probably trouble that you've experienced. And there's probably trauma that's occurred. That is absolutely normal. So don't belittle that. Take it seriously. Have a plan. Which brings me to the I in identity, the second I. Invest in your personal growth and well-being. Take time to go to God's Word. Take time to go to God's church. Take time to pray. Take time to learn. Take time to seek God and invest in your well-being, your spirituality, your knowledge. Invest in you. Because, dear friend, fellow believer, fellow Christian, you are worth it. You're worth it. Invest in yourself. The T. Try to serve others. One of the things I think that we need to remember in all healing, whether it's about this issue or whatever issue, if it's divorced, if it's um, uh, physical attacks, whatever the case, whatever trauma or difficulties in life, I think one of the healing processes that we can put in our in our lives is serving other people. Because when we do that, we often get a blessing and a healing in return. So I ask you, dear brother or sister, are you serving other people? Are you caring for others that are hurting, especially those that might have a connection with you? Now, you don't have to be blatant. You don't, you, know, you don't even have to come out of the closet if you don't want to. But you still need to be there to help other people. To give of yourself. To give of your love. Give of your compassion. Because that's what we all as Christians are called to do. So try to serve others as quickly and as best you can. Now, I realize there are seasons when you can't do that as fully, but that's okay. Do it as you can, when you can, the way that you can. And the last thing that I want to say in this word identity is this. Yield fruit. 
yield fruit. I can think of no other way to show and demonstrate to others that you are a child of the living God than yield the blessed fruit of that relationship. To demonstrate kindness and love and patience and compassion, the wonderful fruits of the Spirit. Ask God to let you do that. Because by demonstrating those fruits, I think you are reflecting Jesus. And to me, the quickest way to, to stop the attacks of people is to give them the fruit. But realize, there will never be a complete stopping of the ugliness, the attacks, the meanness, the hurtfulness that many Christians do. And I realize that for most of them, they are doing this because they feel convicted again by those six or seven verses. And it's mostly been what they've been taught. So give them a little slack about that. But what you can do is find people, again, that'll love you. This is so important to me. And I think that one of the reasons why this has become and has been part of my work for so many years is because I have, I have taught young people. I've spent time around teenagers, especially many, many years, and spent time around them. And some of them, having grown up in the evangelical church, and, and, and they've come and talked to me about their pain, and, and even their own family sometimes disowned them or, or belittled them or, or attacked them because of who they were or who, and, and, and how they felt and how they believed they were. And I can also tell you that I've purposely known some young people that have taken their lives because of it. Oh, can I tell you that just, that hurts me so much. It really does. Each one of those that I have personally known has has been a scar that I've had in my heart for forever and probably will hold to the rest of my life. So I am determined to try to love and help those that are struggling with this. You know, I saw a study not long ago, and it probably was from the... uh, Society of, of, of Psychologists uh, or, or something. It was a professional journal. I can't remember which one it was, to be honest with you. And it's really not that important, but the statistic was alarming to me. It said that it's estimated that three-quarters of those who are LGBTQ, when they are of school age, have been harassed in school. Three quarters. What's more, it said that it's estimated that 35% have been physically assaulted. Does that not sadden you? I can tell you it does me. 
So I want to tell you, dear friend, if you are a part of the LGBTQ plus community, there's at least one voice that's speaking in love and support of you. And that's me. And I will continue to do so until my Lord calls me home. So until next time, guys, heal your hurts, move those mountains, and may God bless you. Bye-bye.